Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. Grab your Bible and turn with me to Acts chapter 13, verse 26. Deliver good news. Replace the bad news of this world with the good news of heaven. The core message of Christianity is the good news of Jesus, that God loves us, he has a plan for our lives, and we can be forgiven and be made brand new and live forever. I'd seen a movie called Nightcrawler about a man who started his own news business selling video clips of horrible accidents and crime scenes for television news stations. He even made some of the news by uh, causing the accidents and making the news instead of recording the news. If it leads, it bleeds. Sometimes I need to change media stations from the secular news to Christian word and worship, which lifts my spirit, my attitude, and my thinking. Too much of this world's bad news depresses me and makes me angry. The great Apostle Paul is now on his first missionary journey, and he is going to present the gospel, the good news. This news has been given to him by Jesus, to the apostles, to the church, and now even to us. Every Christian has a testimony. Every human has a story, but you must be a Christian in order to have Jesus in your story, right? Uh, And this is just like Paul. He's going to present the gospel, but you too can present the gospel and tell the story of what you know about Christ, how you met him, how he intervened. You too can tell the story of your faith in him, how you came to believe in Christ, what you know about the cross and the blood, his sacrifice, that Jesus is the Lamb of God. You can tell your story of when you met Christ, when he appeared to you, when you heard his gospel. This is your Jesus story, your testimony. And as you share your Jesus story, you are giving the good news. You are giving the gospel just as Paul and Barnabas will do on their missionary journeys. Share your story. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Present the core of the gospel. Let's read it. Acts chapter 13 verse 26. Brethren, sons of Abraham's family, and those among you who fear God, those that reverence God and respect the true God, Yahweh, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. It's true. God focused on the Jews first. It was his target group. He gave them the law and the prophets. He gave them the Old Testament, and the message has come to the Jews, and Jesus and his apostles first focused on the Jews, but now as we see in Acts, also to the Gentiles. 
It's kind of like the newspaper boy. He delivers the newspaper on his paper route, sometimes with good news in it and sometimes with bad news. But it is his job, it is his chore to deliver the newspapers, sometimes even to your front doorstep. Verse 27. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, recognizing neither him nor the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath. The Sabbath is the seventh day, uh, Saturday, their day of worship. And the scriptures were delivered by God to the Jews and their rabbis, their teachers, their preachers would preach them every Sabbath day, church day, uh, and read them in the scriptures. Fulfilled these by condemning him. The Jews do condemn Christ. They find him guilty. Uh, they are responsible for Jesus' death. Verse 28. And though they found no ground for putting him, Jesus, to death, they ask Pilate, this is the Roman procurator, that he be executed. Do you remember the masses, the crowds, the clergy, uh, the people screaming for Jesus' death? Crucify, crucify him. Verse 29. When they had carried out all that was written concerning him, concerning Jesus, they took him down from the cross and laid him in the tomb. Do you remember the passion of the Christ? And the Jews were so upset at Mel Gibson because as the crowds were screaming out, they said, let his blood be upon us and our children. It's true. It's right there in the Holy Scriptures. And the critics wanted it changed. But of course, Mel Gibson said, it's going to stay just as it is in Scripture. They demanded the death of Jesus Christ by crucifixion. Six hours Jesus hung on the cross. They nailed him at nine o'clock in the morning on the cross, and they ripped out the spikes. Around three o'clock, Jesus hung on the cross for six hours for you and for me. I've seen the artisans, the paintings, the statues, where they show Jesus's body being lowered off the cross with their ladders, their ropes, the, uh, the cloths lowering. Of course, it was Jesus's followers that came to claim the body and they lower his body from the cross and they laid him in the tomb. Verse 30. But God raised him from the dead. This is the gospel. It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the very foundation and the core. All three points. Death on the cross, laid in the tomb, and raised again. 31. And for many days he appeared to those who came up 
with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. Over 500 witnesses saw Jesus alive again. His disciples, his followers, plus, yes, 500 witnesses who saw Jesus alive for 40 days, he appears to them again and again. 32. And we preach to you the good news. There it is, the gospel. It is the good news of Jesus. We preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers. Promises made to the patriarchs, to the Jewish fathers. A beautiful picture of the death, burial, and resurrection is our Christian baptism. When you were baptized, hopefully you were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and when you go under the water, that represents the death, a watery grave under the earth, buried in the tomb. And then the minister lifts you back up and you break the surface. So, so going, you're falling down, you're buried underneath the water, and then you break the surface coming back up, and that's the picture of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We identify with his death, his burial, his resurrection, and if we die with him, we will be raised with him. A beautiful picture of the old man dying and the new man coming back to life again. I am born again through Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Focus on the risen Lord. The fulfillments, the prophecies that talk about his coming, his death, his burial, and of course, his resurrection. Verse 33 that God has fulfilled this promise to our children in that he raised up Jesus as it is also written in the second Psalm. And here we have the font italicized to show us this is Psalm chapter 2 verse 7. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Jesus is reborn. He's the eternal God, the Son, who was born physically and resurrected physically. Verse 34. As for the fact that he raised him from the dead, this is the Father raising his Son, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. And again, the italicized font shows us that these phrases come from Isaiah 55, verse 3. 35. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to undergo decay. Another prophecy, Psalm 16, Verse 10, 36, for David, after he had served the purpose of God, 
in his own generation fell asleep. Of course, King David. It is prophesied the Messiah would come from the royal line of King David. Now David, he fell asleep. He died physically and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. David buried, his flesh rotted. Typically, they would collect the bones, the bone boxes. And David underwent decay, his body decomposed. 37. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Explaining Jesus, David died, David's body was decomposed and decayed, but Jesus' body escaped death. Jesus' body, the corpse did not rot, right? He was in the tomb for three days and then resurrected, verse 38. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him, Jesus' forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. This is our message. This is our good news. You can be forgiven of your past, your sin, your shame, your guilt, your mess. This is why Jesus died. This is why he was buried. This is why he rose again, so that we can be made brand new and forgiven of all our past. 39. And through him, through Jesus, everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. The law cannot set you free. What the law does is exposes your sins and it condemns us and it requires payment and punishment. But Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection have come to set us free, what the law could never do. Verse 40, Therefore take heed, so that the things spoken of in the prophets may not come upon you. Verse 41, Behold, you scoffers, and marvel, and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work which you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. And again, he quotes from Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 5. Choose the risen Savior, who alone has risen physically from the grave, and he sits on the throne, and he's coming back to rapture his church. Leave the attackers and find the receptive. Many times as you witness, as you uh, deliver the good news, like a mailman, right? On your mail route, you give out the news, but many don't want the mail. Many don't want to hear the message. And so you move on. You move away from the rejectors to the acceptors. Verse 42. As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people kept begging that these things might be spoken to them on the next Sabbath. It is church day. 
Jews worship on the seventh day, Sabbath, in the synagogue. They love the message. They love the speaker. Paul, please come back. Come back next Saturday. Come back next week and continue this wonderful message on the next Sabbath. Verse 43. Now, when the meeting of the synagogue had broken up, right, church is over, many of the Jews and of the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, were urging them to continue in the grace of God. We can't wait a whole nother week. We need you to finish the message. We need you to conclude, continue, finish this message that you've been preaching to us from the Jewish Old Testament, quoting all these scriptures, explaining, unfolding the deep meanings and how all these verses prophesy of Jesus Christ and reveal his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I think when you come to church and the service is over, you should go up to the pastor, to the teacher, to the Sunday school leader and say, I want more. I have questions. Please don't end the service. Can I stay? Can you answer my questions? Can I come and make Jesus Lord of my life? Hang out and stay for more. Verse 44. The next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. Man, church was so good. They all brought their friends and family members and they packed it out. And it was like the whole town was there. 45. But when the Jews saw the crowd, they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. Competition. The clergy, the leaders don't like these new guest preachers. Paul and Barnabas, the missionary team. They are offended by our eloquent and gifted Apostle Paul, who presents the gospel, a good news. I think when you don't have Jesus, all you got is bad news, right? Uh, religion without Jesus can be very cruel and hopeless and helpless. Where's the forgiveness? Where's the grace? Where's the miracles? It's Jesus who makes us born again and he saves us. It's not the scriptures. It's not a building. It's not a church. It's not a synagogue. It's not a religion that saves us, but a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. 46. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, since you repudiate it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. It's true. It was Jesus's plan, even God the Father's plan, to go to the Jews first, the lost sheep of Israel. Go to the Jews first. It was God's starting point. But it was also God's plan to eventually 
go to the Gentiles and to the ends of the earth, even to us. When you judge God's gospel, you become unworthy of eternal life. When you reject God's Son, you cut off your only bridge and access to heaven. And there is no other way, no other one, no other name but the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 47. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. Again, quoting the Jewish prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 6, from the Jewish scriptures, God has revealed, even in the Old Testament, his plan to reach the Gentiles. And now his apostles, after going to the Jews first, they will now go to the Gentiles second, and they will be a lighthouse. They will be the light of the world. Didn't Jesus say, you are the light of the world? Right? Of course, Jesus was the light, but now we become his light as we receive Christ, as we have his Holy Spirit, as we have his gospel and truth, we shine our light. And Jesus said, don't put it under a basket, a bushel, right? Don't hide your light, but put your light up on a lampstand for all to see. And we bring with the gospel God's salvation to the very ends of the earth. Verse 48. When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. It's good news. It's so incredible that the Gentiles are celebrating. Finally, they have found their purpose and their meaning, why we exist. Do you realize why God has created you? Have you found your purpose here on earth? It's so that God can love you and be in your life and you could have Jesus' love and grace and peace. It truly is good news worth celebrating. I know when I got saved, I thought it was too good to be true that Jesus would love me and sacrifice himself for me on the cross, that he died for my sins and I remember when I walked the aisle, when I said the sinner's prayer, when I asked Christ into my heart, I had incredible tears of joy. It's good news. God chose us first, and we now respond to him second by faith in return. It is these who have been appointed to eternal life that believe. Do you believe? Do you realize that you have been appointed, chosen by God even before the foundations of the earth? God chose you first. 49. And the word of the Lord was being spread through the whole region. You can't stop good news from spreading. Have you ever had good news and you couldn't hold it in? 
we're pregnant, we're having a little baby boy, I'm so excited you know about our baby. Oh, have you seen my engagement ring? I'm getting married. He proposed to me. Finally, yes, the wedding date. Come to our wedding. I got the new job. I'm so excited we got a raise, right? Good news travels fast. But what could be better than having a whole brand new life, a new start, forgiveness, mercy, grace, meaning, purpose, and heaven when I die, and Jesus is coming back to resurrect my body from the grave. I'm going to live forever. Verse 50. But the Jews incited the devout women of prominence and the leading men of the city and instigated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.